0: Log Talk Radio. Well, praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome again to Anointed and Appointed Word Ministries with Brother Norman Woodard. I am Brother Norman, and I'll be sharing an anointed and appointed word that will change, challenge, and charge your character to make an impact in this world for the kingdom of God and our Father in heaven. I'd like to send special thanks to Bishop Stephen and Ann Butterfield who allows me to come before you every Saturday morning and break bread with you. Amen. They have a program which comes on every Saturday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And the name of their program is Turn on the Light Broadcast. Turn on the Light Broadcast with Bishop Stephen and Ed Butterfield, which comes on every Saturday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. They're also the Assistant Pastors at Light of the World Christian Tabernacle International in Stockbridge, Georgia, where the leaders are Archbishop Ruth W. Smith who is also the co-founder and their senior pastor is Pastor Ocean Bar Hartman. They have services every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m. with Sunday school and 10 a.m. against their worship service. They have Bible studies every Wednesday, actually every Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time. You can call into this number, 917-388-4161, and listen to the Bible study live. They also have Bible studies at their locations Every Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's Light of the World, Christian Tabernacle International, Stockbridge, Georgia. You can catch them on Facebook, YouTube, and their website is comingtothelight.org. It's comingtothelight.org. We're thanking once again for calling in. Before we get into the word, we're going to hear a song. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Said, oh Lord, I've sinned, but you still call in my name. That's a sign of gratefulness. But there's a scripture that says, while we were yet sinners, Christ
1: died for us. While we were yet sinners, still died for us, knowing that we were sinners. That's gratefulness. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for even knowing
0: that we were sinners, that that we would do you wrong, that we would spit in your face, that, that we would tear your beard off your face, that we would ridicule you and shame you. Beat you to the point of death. Die for us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, thank you once again for calling in. I'm going to go ahead and get into the word. Amen. Want to send a shout out to. I call him Baby Bruh, Mister Tars Woodard. Celebrated his birthday yesterday. Glory to God. Love you, sir. God bless you. Hope you enjoyed it. Coming out of the book of 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians. The 7th chapter. 2 Corinthians, the 7th chapter. Starting at verse 8. And it reads For though I made you sorry With the letter This is Paul Writing the church at Corinthia. Says for though I made you sorry With the letter I do not repent Though I did repent For I perceive That the same epistle had made you sorry, though it were but for a season. Now I rejoice, not that ye were made sorry, but that ye sorrowed to repentance. For ye were made sorry after a godly manner, that ye might receive damage by us in nothing. For godly sorrow Worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. For behold, this selfsame thing, that ye sorrow after a godly sort, what carefulness it wrought in you, yea, what clearing of yourselves, yea, what indignation, yea, what fear, yea, what vehement desire, yea, what zeal, yea, what revenge, in all things ye have approved yourselves to be clear in this matter, wherefore, though I wrote unto you, I did not, I did it not for his cause that had done the wrong, nor for his cause that suffered wrong, but that our care for you in the sight of God might. I want to read verse 10 again. And it reads, for godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. But the sorrow of the world worketh death. Say, Godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation. The sorrow of the world worketh death. The title of the message this morning is Godly Sorrow Versus Worldly Sorrow. Godly Sorrow Versus Worldly Sorrow. Let us pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, once again for waking us up this morning. Thank you for your new mercies, Father, that came with this day. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for charging your angels to be encamped around about us as we laid down the rest last night. That they fought off all the fiery darts of the enemy. Kept us and protected us from all harm and danger. And thank you, Father, for your word. Your word that saves. Your word that heals. Your word that delivers, Father. Your word that sets free all those who are bound and captive in what we call sin. Thank you, Father, for your son, Jesus. Who you sent to be the propitiation for our sins. Hallelujah. To take the sins of the world to the cross, to be sacrificed, to be crucified, Father. And thank you, Father, for even allowing Jesus to go to hell for us. But he went on a mission to take the keys of hell from Satan. Hallelujah. And thank you, Father, for raising Jesus up on the third day with all power in his hands. Thank you Father for receiving Jesus into heaven with his sinless precious conquering blood defeating sin death hell and the grave God giving us victory and giving us access to you Father Thank you for Holy Spirit for sending him to be our teacher, our guide, our comforter. And thank you for you, Almighty God, our Father, the creator of heaven and earth. Thank you for considering us, Father, for creating us, for calling us your own God. Hallelujah. And now, Father, As we receive your word, help us to apply to our lives, to make it personal, Father. We thank you and we praise you, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. 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 Godly sorrow versus worldly sorrow. I want to read verse 10 again, 2 Corinthians, second 7th chapter, verse 10. I want to read it again in the New Living Translation. And it reads, for the kind of sorrow God wants us to experience leads us away from sin and results in salvation there is no regret for that kind of sorrow but worldly sorrow which lacks repentance results in spiritual death
1: worldly sorrow
0: that lacks repentance results in spiritual death. That's the
1: difference. The difference
0: between godly sorrow and worldly sorrow is repentance. The worldly sorrow lacks repentance.
1: Which leads to death.
0: But godly sorrow. Leads to repentance. It leads us away. From sin. And results in salvation. Let's look at 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians. The seventh chapter second chronicles i'm sorry second chronicles we're going to get into second corinthians again Second chronicles the seventh chapter second second chronicles the seventh chapter. And verse 14. And it reads, If my people, that's key. It's not just talking about anybody. It says, if my people, this is God speaking. He said, If if my people, which are called by My name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face. See, all of these are different. We must first humble ourselves. We can't pray until we've humbled ourselves. We must first humble ourselves before we can pray.
1: And seek my face while we're
0: praying crying out to God, seeking his face. But here's the key. It says, and turn from their wicked ways. It's not about, it's not just about praying is it is it, not just about walking in humility it is not just about seeking God's face
1: the last and see God is strategic everything he does
0: is for a reason He gives us strategic outline, guidelines, examples to go by. Say we must, first of all, we must be his people who are called by his name. First of all, we must be saved. We must be born again.
1: We must humble ourselves. There's a way of
0: approach when it comes to God. We just can't go to him any kind of way. We must humble ourselves, acknowledge who he is, understand his power. Then we can pray. Seeking his faith. Crying out to him. Calling on him. And then turning from our wicked ways. And then once these things are done, the next thing it says, then
1: will I hear from heaven. If we don't do these things first,
0: God can't even hear us. Not just praying. A lot of people are praying and praying and praying and not getting answers. The question is, are you doing everything else? Including friends, turn from your wicked ways," says then, "I will hear from heaven, and then I will forgive their sin, and then I will heal their land." Now mine eyes shall be open and mine ears attend unto the prayer that is made in this place. In this place. In this manner. for now have I chosen and sanctified this house, that my name may be there forever, and mine eyes and mine heart shall be there perpetually.
1: God has given
0: us. Strategic guidelines. He's given us an order. Says, let everything be done decently and in order. He's given us the order.
1: Says, then I will hear. Then I will forgive. And then
0: I will heal. That's the order. Let's look at sorrow. The word sorrow. Sorrow is deep distress, sadness, or regret, especially for the loss of someone. Or something loved. It's a cause or display of grief or sadness. And it's a distress of mind. A distress of mind. Sorrow implies a sense of loss or a sense of guilt and remorse. a sense of loss and a sense of guilt and remorse. Let's look at let's look at verse 10 in the amplified version. Second Corinthians 7 chapter verse 10. We'll look at it in the amplified
2: version.
0: And it reads, "For godly grief and the pain God has permitted to direct produce a repentance that leads and contributes to salvation and deliverance from evil and it never brings regret that's key see see this this type of godly
1: sorrow godly grief
0: it produces a repentance that leads and contributes to salvation and deliverance from evil and it never brings regret that's the word so if 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 someone is is regretting have to ask themselves, is it really godly sorrow? But worldly grief, the hopeless sorrow that is characteristic of the pagan world, is deadly breathing, and
1: ending in death.
0: The wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. So when we repent, when we repent, we're we're, we're saying that that, that we're turning away from that sin. It says to uh, avoid it. Don't pass by it. Don't go near it.
1: When the thought comes,
0: take it captive and cast it down. Least sorrow. The word distress means to cause to worry or be
1: troubled, upset.
0: To cause to worry or be troubled. which causes someone to be upset. It's a pain or suffering affecting the body, a bodily part, or the mind. That's what distress is. It affects
1: the body, a bodily part, or the mind.
0: That's called trouble. Something that is upsetting you. Something that is troubling you. Let's look at 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. 2 Corinthians, fourth chapter. I'm going to start at verse 8. 2 Corinthians, fourth chapter, starting at verse 8. And it reads, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body, the dying of the lord jesus that the life also of jesus might be made manifest in our body listen to that <clears throat> for we which live are always delivered unto death for jesus sake that the life also of jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. I like like this, this, this definition of sorrow that says, deep distress, sadness, or regret, especially for the loss of someone or
1: something loved. So, Our focus should be on what Jesus
0: did. It says always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest Our body, always thinking about what Jesus did for us. That's the
1: life of humility. That's a life of gratefulness. That's a life of understanding the suffering and the pain and the distress, the trouble, That Jesus experienced.
0: That's what we should be focused on. Godly sorrow. Let's go to Psalm Psalm one twenty. Psalm one twenty, starting at verse one, and he reads, "In my distress, I cried unto the Lord, and He heard me. Deliver my soul, O Lord." From lying lips and from a deceitful tongue. See, th- th- this is David's approach. It says, in my distress, I cried unto the Lord, and he heard me. Why? Remember over in Second Chronicles, it says, and turn from your wicked ways. He says, Deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips and from a deceitful tongue. He was confessing.
1: He was repenting. That's godly sorry. Let's go to let's go to Psalm fifty one. Psalm
0: fifty first chapter. We'll start in verse one. I believe this. is this 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 chapter Psalm 51 They say they say the Lord's prayer is Matthew 6 chapter when Jesus says pray pray in this manner our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name that's that's not the Lord's prayer that's that's the Lord teaching them how to pray
1: because he says, When ye pray
0: pray like this, a lot of people say that's the Lord's prayer, but it's not the Lord's prayer. The Lord's prayer is actually in John seventeenth chapter. I encourage you to read it but 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 this prayer jesus is 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 teaching them how to pray. He's saying, pray in this manner. I say that to say this. I believe Psalm 51st chapter is God teaching us how to repent.
1: God teaching us
0: godly sorrow. Listen to this. Verse one says, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. I acknowledge. My transgressions, there it is, confession, says, For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, if we really understood this right here, he said against thee, thee only, have I sinned. And done this evil in thy sight. See, Jesus said, what you've done to this, my brother, you've also done unto me. we really need to understand that the things we do and the things we say is 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 really not
1: against or toward or at or directed to The
0: person that we see or the person that we're thinking about. For we war not against
1: flesh and blood.
0: But we do it. This, this, everybody, no matter. How they act, no matter what kind of life that they live, everybody is God's creation. Everybody is God's creation. I didn't say children because we are not all God's children only those who he 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 specifically said those who are, are my people who are called by my name those are, are 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 his children but everybody is his creation everything that we do everything that we say About, against, toward someone is actually about, toward, against, directed to God. See, David had that understanding. He said, against the only. Have I sinned? Let's let's stay here. I want to look at something right quick? We're going to go back. Psalm one nineteen and verse eleven. Psalm one nineteen and verse eleven. Actually, when 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 I got saved in nineteen ninety seven, when I got saved, the, the 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 Bible that I had at the time. I, I I wrote I wrote this this scripture on the, on the outside of my Bible. This this is the first scripture that I learned. Psalm one nineteen verse eleven. It says, "Thy word have I hid in mine heart, that I might not sin against thee." God, your word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. If if we
1: understood when we sin, we're sinning against God.
0: If we really understood that It would change our perspective. It would change our approach. It would change how we do things, how we say things, how we live. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Now, let's go back to chapter 51. says have mercy upon me o god according to thy loving kindness according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies blot out my transgressions wash me truly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, thee only, have I sinned, and done this evil in thy sight. Can't hide from God. That thou mightest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shaping in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. See this, 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 this right here. See, I, 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 me, me personally, I, I have nothing against someone. That says, "I was born this way," or "I was born like this." I, 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 I have nothing against someone who says that, who who actually believes that, because right here it says, "Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin." Did my mother conceive me so so this is saying we were born into sin we 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 were born a sinner let's stay there John third chapter John the third chapter. St. John, 3rd chapter. Let's start at verse... Let's read verse 7. And it reads, Marvel not that I said unto thee, Ye must be born again. That 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 settles it. That 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 that's that's the answer right there. That's why I have no problem with someone saying that they were born a certain way. Okay, all right. If 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 that's what you really believe. But, marvel not that I said unto thee,
1: ye must be born again.
0: Ye must be born again. One, one. One message I remember saying. We've been born. To be born again. We've been born. Initially. To be born again. Let's go back to. Psalm 51. Says verse 6. Behold. Thou desirest truth in the inward parts. See, this is personal. The inward parts and in the hidden part, thou shalt make me to know wisdom. This is the center
1: of truth. Repentance.
0: Inward parts. Things that. No one else knows. But you and God.
1: That's called true
0: repentance. It says "Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy
1: and gladness.
0: Says sorrow is deep distress. Sadness. This says, Make me to hear joy and gladness.
1: Distress causes someone to be upset. The cause to worry or be troubled. It says, make me to
0: hear joy and gladness. When you're in distress, when 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 you're upset, when you're troubled, you can't hear joy. You can't hear gladness. is that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. <clears throat> Hide thy face from my sins and blot out all mine iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. We, we, we mentioned that last week. About the insight of the Holy Spirit says, Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. The loneliest place to be is outside of God's presence. That's the loneliest place to be. Outside of God's presence. Says, restore to me the joy of thy salvation. Salvation brings joy.
1: Unspeakable joy.
0: And uphold me with thy free spirit. Says, then will I teach transgressors thy ways. And sinners shall be converted unto thee. Converted means to
1: turn back. To be restored.
0: Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God. Thou God of my salvation and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. That's what repentance does. It, it, It restores the joy of salvation. That's the difference between godly sorrow and worldly sorrow. Godly sorrow
1: causes someone to repent which leads to salvation. Worldly sorrow lacks repentance. Someone just saying, I'm, I'm sorry, my bad. Please forgive me. But have
0: you repented?
1: Have you turned
0: from your wicked ways?
1: Have you confessed your sins and asked God
0: for forgiveness? That's godly sorrow. Let's go to Let's look at First John, First John, the third chapter. We're going to start at verse, start at verse three. In one in one version we read 2 Corinthians the seventh chapter verse ten. It says that worldly sorrow is hopeless. Worldly sorrow is hopeless. So if worldly sorrow is hopeless, then godly sorrow is hopeful. Now let's look at verse three. 1 John third chapter verse three. And it reads And every man that hath this hope in him purifies himself even as he is pure. it's talking about Jesus. He says, because Jesus is pure, every man that has this hope, this hope of seeing Jesus when he returns, says, purify himself, even as Jesus is pure. Whosoever committed sin, transgresseth against the law. For sin is the transgression of the law. Remember, David said, thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. And ye know that he was manifested to take away our sins. Talking about Jesus. Ye know that Jesus was manifested to take away our sins. And in him is no sin. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth has not seen him, neither known him. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that committed sin is of the devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of
1: the devil.
0: Whosoever is born of God, listen to this, whosoever is born of God does not commit sin. Whosoever is born of God, does not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him. So this is saying, whosoever is born of God, the seed of righteousness, the seed of doing right,
1: the seed of of holiness is in him. They don't think about sinning. Those who are not saved Their mentality, their their,
0: their nature is sinful because it's of the devil. And the devil sinned from the beginning. But the mentality and the nature of those who have been born again,
1: Says, born of God, born again, the seed of forgiveness. That's why, whenever we do wrong, the seed that's in us. Causes us to repent. Causes us to confess. Causes us to turn from our wicked ways. That's godly sorrow. The
0: difference. The difference is having a repentive heart. Creating me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit within me.
1: I'm going to end with this.
0: 2 Peter, 3rd chapter, verse 9. And it reads, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. As some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that All should come to repentance. God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. This shows us why God has delayed so long in putting down all rebellion and in tolerating his enemies to continue their evil designs. God is not willing that any man
1: perish, but that
0: all should come to repentance. That's why Jesus was sent, to destroy the works of the devil, so that people would repent, confess their sins, turn from their wicked ways, and accept Jesus. As their Lord and Savior. Godly sorrow. Versus worldly sorrow. Father thank you. Thank you for reminding us. Of just. How loving. How long suffering. You are. And thank you for sending your son, Jesus. Hallelujah. For he says, if any man, any man wants to go
1: to the Father,
0: man meaning male or female. If anyone wants to go to my father who is in heaven, must come through me. For I am the way. I am the truth and I am the life. Thank you for sending Jesus,
2: Father.
0: That we may have access to you. Thank you for showing us the difference between godly sorrow and worldly sorrow. And that difference is repentance causes repentance which leads to salvation. But worldly sorrow leads to death. We thank you and we praise you, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Godly sorrow versus worldly sorrow. Love you. God bless you. Talk to you next week. Anointed and appointed word ministries with Brother Norman Woodard.
2: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring